This is Sibling Talk with Mary Jo Tumer and John Paulette. Commentary from a progressive point of view. Hey, John. Hello, Mary. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. You can hear me just fine. I can hear you just fine. Good. Good. You know, I'm thinking we want to talk about Joe Biden. Yeah, I saw. Who was just on Nicole. You saw him? I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Take a deep breath so I have a space. And I am John Paulette. Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, Mary. Hello, John. Mary, it's almost impossible to pick on these days what we should be talking about, whether it's uh, Governor Cuomo and everything he's doing there, whether it's the president. But my mind, weirdly enough, floated to, I don't know if you remember this, but there is a at least presumptive Democratic uh, nominee, Joe Biden. Do you remember that name? <laughs> it's coming back to me. I'd kind of forgotten till yeah. I saw him on uh, with Nicole Wallace today. Um, and then it made me realize that there's a whole other thing going on, which is well, the Democratic it, candidate nomination process. But I, I mean, I have to ask you, has he totally disappeared? Uh, which, how many days has it been since we've heard from him? I know he appeared finally on uh, Nicole today. That's his high profile uh, statement is to go on an afternoon show. I mean, I love Nicole Wallace, but this is not exactly going on Meet the Press. No, I mean, or even doing one of the, um, you know, primetime anchors. I, I thought she did a good enough job, but it's really odd. I'm not quite sure. And there was an article today in The Hill about basically where's Joe Biden. Um, I just have this weird sense that Biden being Biden, he feels like he can't get into that space while this is going on. He's trying to let the president command. And also he doesn't want to seem political while Bernie still is in the race. Well, I think you've, and, you've read it just right. And, and I'm sorry to do this, but I, I'd kind of like to look backward for a second. or Maybe it's forward. Uh, on his candidacy. And I'm going to be contradictory here. First, I'm going to say, I think Joe Biden will be a good president, or I hope he will be a uh, president. I think he is a qualified guy. I think he is compassionate. I think for eight years with Obama, he was right in the middle of the decision making. So I, I, I both think he's competent, and I think he brings a tremendous team with it. Having said that, I think Joe, Bob, uh, Joe Biden is still a dreadful candidate. I think he's an almost accidental nominee at a point when the Democratic Party could not figure out who they wanted, but they were pretty certain they didn't want Bernie Sanders. Congressman Clyburn gives an endorsement with a party or an electorate that is somewhat exhausted it snowballs quickly and in a period of essentially a week to two weeks, 
everybody overlooks the fact that he's run badly for months and he's the nominee. He, am I reading all this wrong? I know it's kind of hard to remember, isn't it? Because it seems like a lifetime ago, but I think that's absolutely what happened. Because you know, there was something when I was watching him today on Nicole Wallace, and he is just a terrible candidate, but he's such a good human that maybe he's exactly what we need. And he will bring the right people around him. I think people are pretty confident about that. Um, if that's the case and he can put the right team together and he's so empathetic. I mean, did, I don't know if you saw it, but at one point he almost started crying when he was thinking about people who were losing their loved ones. I know he's had a lot of loss in his life, but honestly, that was kind of awesome. Well, I, and two things really jumped out from that interview. First, I, you know, I'm going to admit, and you know, I like Nicole Wallace, uh, I, I think she does a great job and she was kind of at her best there. But two things jumped at, out of me about him. First, the number of times that he got close to doing something very critical or jumping on somebody and he stops, he says, no, I, I shouldn't say that. I, I don't want to go there. You know, the contrast between that and the man who occupies the, the White House right now could not be starker. The other thing that really jumped at me was his confession that he just is really trying to figure out this, as he would say, this whole social media thing. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, seriously, and I'm not saying that as a criticism. It's a reality. He, he and many other people are having trouble figuring out how do we live in this age? Yeah, and I think that's why young people really struggle with him because if the guy thinks you need to put a studio in your house as opposed to just Skyping, I think young people saying, who's going to be leading us? Mm -hmm. So all we can do is trust that he will have people around him that understand the era that we live in. And he then is really the guy in charge, the guy with the heart, and he hires the heads. Because otherwise, he's not up for the job. I did think that a couple times. Like, wow, Joe, it is 2020. And, you know, little kids and old people are both, you know, figuring out how to have Zoom conferences. And they're on Twitter. This is not something that only young people are doing. So I, that's problematic. But I do agree with you. He's a terrible candidate. But he may be an accidental president because he's exactly what we need right now. And we may see a, uh, a real reforming of the leadership of the executive branch. And bear me out here for a second. The government and the structure of the government has been so destroyed by Donald Trump that it is possible that we do some reformation. And I think it could be this. What if it began to emerge that we have one person who is head of state on the European and many other models, and they are somewhat above the fray, and they are grandfatherly, and other people, and I don't know what that means, whether it's a vice president, a speaker of the house, cabinet positions, but maybe, uh, maybe that's what Joe Biden has to be. 
is head of state while someone else is head, head of government. Right. I mean, he's the counterpoint to the unitary president, isn't he? Or the, you know, Barr's idea that all the power rests in the presidency. I think people are starting to look at that and saying no. And weirdly, Trump is giving some of that up by his insistence on federalism. Well, absolutely. I, you know, we've kind of beat up and around Joe Biden uh, here, although we both know that when November comes, we'll pull his lever for sure. I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I won't even think twice about no, it, actually. No, I, I won't either. I won't even hold my nose. No, I'll just see the letter. At the end of the day, yeah. Yeah, see the I letter agree. B and I'm ready to go. I, we, <laughs> we, we do have to comment, uh, though. I, I don't know if you had the opportunity to watch the press conference last night, which uh, would have been Monday night. These press conferences have been terrible, but I didn't think any of them sunk to the low that we saw last night. That was really, really frightening. And I don't know, honestly, who watches that and says, wow, that's my guy. Yeah. Uh, in this time of crisis, you have to step back and say, this guy doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And he's, I think most Americans, he may say, I want everybody out working again, but most people understand. I'm Maybe I'm speaking too soon, but understand the threat and understand what needs to be done. And some of that is at the leadership of Cuomo, who seems so desperate today mm. and so upset um, because he's not getting the help he wants, but also um, because somebody needs to be speaking truth. Right. And at one of the most dramatic moments to me, uh, the White House, or I think uh, probably Vice President Pence, announced with great excitement that they were sending 400 uh, ventilators to New York. And to watch Cuomo say, 400, what does that mean? Are you going to tell the other 29,600 New Yorkers who died because you didn't send them, because you had 20 sitting uh, in a warehouse, was an almost unwatchable moment. It was so, so dramatic. Was yeah, it, was it was painful to watch. It really, mm -hmm. really was. But I think for any of us, I'm not promoting Cuomo for president. That's not my, my point here. But I think for any of us, when we watch Trump night after night, and then we watch what actual executives like Mike DeWine, and I have to tell you, I was never much of a Mike DeWine fan. We watch him. We watch J.B. Pritzker. We watch Cuomo. We watch Gavin Newsom we see the difference of what an executive Right, Right, we're hungry for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, our minutes always go way, way, way too quick. I don't think the president has a press conference tonight. I think he was tired of reporters, so he went and met with Fox instead. Yeah, he did a town hall. Absolutely. God bless him. Absolutely. He knows his people. Good. <laughs> well, let's watch the news, and we talk tomorrow. All right. Good to talk to you, John. Bye. Mm -hmm.